0: Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach.
1: Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi,
2: I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach.
0: Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, God. We ask that you use us in the way that you see fit tonight, God. We ask that you fill our minds with your thoughts, God, and anything that you'd have us say that you want on these people's hearts tonight, God, we ask that you give it to us in Jesus' name. We ask that the Holy Spirit blow through here like a fresh wind, God, we ask that You give us understanding and knowledge beyond human thought or comprehension. God, we appreciate what you've done for us this far. And God, we're only expecting better and better things to come. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You have reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're so excited to have you here tonight listening with us. We're excited for... We're excited for you for what we have to say tonight. We've put a lot of thought and effort into what we're going to talk about tonight. We're happy. We're happy to be here in this place. We're happy to be together once again this week. Um, we're going to push through. Uh, Patty might have to leave here in about 30 minutes, so we're going to really rush and get some good content in in a short period of time. So, But the first thing we're going to do is go around this table and ask everyone how they've been doing this week, and we're going to start that off with
3: Mark. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing really good this week. I uh went in and worked some yesterday, which gives me Friday off this week. Um, been doing some more stuff, getting some things ready for the podcast. I got set us up a email. So anybody has that wants to like send us a message with like suggestions or anything or comments or anything, all you gotta do is send a message. It's uh, ready to preach at googlegroups.com and We'll Get to it as soon as we can. We'll make sure we keep an eye on all that stuff. So, I've been getting them all day throughout. Obviously, we talked that I didn't have
0: service for a while, but when I got service, I seen Mark, then the ready to preach, and then Stacy
3: uh, can't send a message too. So, well, that was me. I sent it on her. So, I was trying to test it to make sure that we could actually reply to the people that send it. Yeah. So, obviously, I can reply to my own email. So, I won. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one from somewhere else. Well, that's sweet too, having
0: Friday off. Yeah, that's nice. Casey, how are you feeling?
1: It's been a pretty good week so far. Um, I know we went to Uncle Junior's Saturday night. And oh, that was so much fun! That I was always enjoyed that so much. I oh, missed that? Yeah, you did, I Patty. Missed it. Yeah, I'm... no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm just kidding. Who was that old dude on the the little guitar <laughs> there? That dude. Was, Which he, one? Was the one like, that was playing the lead on a little guitar That dude was ripping it up. The in one the, who sang at the very last. Oh,
1: the guy in the red. I don't remember. No, his name. not the
3: guy in the red. The other one. Yeah, he sang very less. Oh, did he sing?
0: Ver-
1: oh, that's um, is it Bud or something?
0: Yeah. Anyhow.
1: Anyways, so this is always a good time. <laughs> I enjoy going and doing that. Just even just sitting and listening to people sing, get up and like share a song. I enjoy a lot. Sunday was really good. Uh, I now have two quilting projects in the uh, near future. In, in the current current future, future present. Current, Present. There you go. That's the word for it. I have trouble sometimes, guys. I'm going to be real. <laughs> um, So I've like officially reached grandma status in everything but actually having children and grandchildren.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you got to skip a couple, couple steps. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. There's so much more math involved in squares and triangles than I originally anticipated, but that's fine because I can use a ruler. <laughs> so that's been my week. Yeah. Um, church and then cutting fabric
3: <laughs> and putting fabric back together that you <laughs> not cut. yet
1: not yet we're still cutting. We're, you're still in
3: the separation process
0: we're, we're still not- in
1: the measuring and like trying not to cut my fingers using a rotary cutter isn't process
3: that
0: just an off topic thought that popped in my mind isn't that so weird that you take a perfectly good piece of fabric cut it up and then put it back together into a piece of fabric yeah mm.
1: funnily enough i told one of my friends at work that i was quilting now and she sent me a gift that literally said quilting cutting a apart good fabric to sew it back together
3: well
0: that's that,
1: that, that'll preach
2: <laughs> yeah
0: that's, what, that's, what, I, that's yeah. what I was thinking we thought what we had was perfectly good God cuts it all apart puts it back together and designs certain things twists certain things cuts it right you know
1: just you are so much smarter than I am right now because I would have never have thought of it Casey that that's that's your ser- that's your sermon a, topic seriously. for the 30th Ugh, quilting. Yeah, I'm taking it just I was gonna say take it, it and run
3: you sure know the, the terms and everything yeah. about it more than <laughs> we know cutting and sewing, and that's,
1: <laughs> that's yeah. about it. That's nice. about all there is Oh, that's to about it. it.
3: <laughs> I was trying to give you some more credit, Casey.
1: Well, it's bold of you to assume that I put much thought into this before just deciding to do it.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> let's get back on topic. Patty, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Um, I've been a little under the weather this week, but I pushed through. I feel better now. Yeah. Um, had a lot of family time this week. So that was nice. My it's, husband and I got to spend some time, but quality time together. So that worked out nice the weekend. That's why I wasn't there on Saturday. <laughs> I was like, oh, it, I forgot. It
0: feels like such a recharge when you get to stop and be with people that you love. Yeah, it does. You know what it, I mean?
2: Yeah, it does.
0: It's a lot different than being around people that. You really don't care about all that. I mean, you care about them, but they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean, Casey? what's <laughs> Tell us your thoughts <laughs> over there, <in laughs> Casey. I see that when you're at when you're at I work. Don't have any when you're at work with people, you know you care about them to the to that extent, but you don't. Have, it's not the same. It's not the same as being. I mean, sometimes you work with families, and you don't want to just want to kill them at work.
3: <laughs>
1: Only at work. This After just, work,
3: they're
0: fine. This
1: keeps getting a little bit
3: worse.
1: <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. I mean, with certain people, you know that you can just be. He wants I don't to want to say that you're ever ungenuine with people, but you can be like 100% yourself. There's no there's a performance aspect there's, to it.
3: There's like a comfort and a sort of different recharge that
0: comes right.
1: for you. Well,
3: well, I'm sure he meant kill them with kindness. I'm sure that's really where <laughs> right. he was going. I right, don't Mark. think it
1: was. I've worked with family before. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> All righty. Well, how about you, Bryce? How
0: was How's your week been? My week has been pretty stellar. <laughs> I will say that. It's been fun. We've been... Doing a lot of things. I do want to stop right now and say thank you, God, for a little bit of cool weather. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just so nice outside. It's and I mean, you start you sweat a little bit, but could be a lot worse in middle it's July. Right. <laughs> I know, but Penny. still. <laughs> We're
1: positive thinking right now. Yes. <laughs> We're optimistic. I hope right you now. have more days like this.
0: It gets hot. And it gets tiring doing outside things in the hot, but it's been pretty good. We've been blessed to have decent weather.
3: It can wear you out, too. Doing less during the heat sometimes takes more of a toll on you than doing a a little bit or doing a little bit more than that in kind of cool weather. Right. But with that being said, we've been mowing grass, doing all sorts of odds
0: and ends. I've been working on a personal project of mine. It's been fun. I'm trying to venture out into doing more things that I don't know how to do. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Just going for something.
1: Well, we, I was talking about this with my grandpa last night about how like not to be a conspiracy theorist, Bryce, but um, don't hit the button. There's going <laughs> to, it even says, you know, in revelations, there's going to come a day where you can't buy or trade without the mark of the beast. Right. And a lot of like trades and a lot of things that you're going to need, people don't know anymore. Right. Yeah. You rely on somebody else to do it. And like, that's just something I've been thinking about a lot, you know. Strangely
0: enough, I was talking to my dad and I want – we've there's a house next to my parents and it would attach right to his mm-hmm. property and we'd be neighbors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I told him today, I was like, I want to raise my kids like farmstead, farm style, self-sufficient type. Same. How my dad's grandparents raised up, you know, to where you didn't have to go to the grocery store. You went out into the garden and picked what you needed and you had a cow that you were going to butcher and you had a cow for milk had pigs and chickens and all these things. I would like to do that. I'd like to raise my kids that way.
2: Right. I, mean, I think in this day and age, I think it's important that we do turn back to that.
1: Absolutely. Even if we never see that, you know, if it's yeah, 100 it's years in the future, right. at least you're prepared. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And you think if you go into the kids' perspectives, if you raise them that way, then they're prepared to take another generation that might see that. Absolutely. Anyhow, a okay. little bit off topic on that one, but I feel what you're saying But in the same response, I'm trying to learn more things, do more things that I've never done. You know, I'm at a prime age, I think, and mental state to pull in as much knowledge as possible. So I'm not getting any younger.
1: (laughs) He says (laughs) at 23.
0: I'm the youngest one in here, but (laughs) hey.
1: Life's hard. Stress. Stress. Stress will take a
0: lot lot of stuff out of you. I know. Yeah. It'll take out. The ability to want when you focus on one thing in your mind, that's a negative thing. I feel like there could be a million positive things, but the one thing sucks you down so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like it's got more of a draw than the positive has a input. If that makes sense. There's more coming out when you're thinking on one negative thing than when you're thinking on 10,000 good things.
1: I agree. I, I try
3: not to. I've generally always try to keep a, positive. Yeah, I a, try to a positive, upbeat attitude. It it usually takes a lot to either get me mad or to get me down.
2: I think it happens at least to enough all to be of us. See, at least
3: yeah. enough to be seen. Anyway, let me put
2: it that yeah. way. I think yeah. it happens to all of us where we go into that little black hole, and we can choose to go down the the path of depression, right? Oppression, you know, and just like stay in bed all day because we side. can't deal with it. Right. Yeah. You know, one of those things. Or we can say, okay, today's the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad. And then make an effort to go and do something different, you know, yeah, something to help somebody else. Or, yeah. um, <clears throat>
0: I feel the same way.
2: Yeah, because otherwise you get the opposite. You're going to lay in that bed and you're not going to move. Then you're going to waste the whole and day. And it gets worse as you yeah. let it yeah. progress. You're going to waste that day. And then one day might turn into three days. You know, so we all we all have that choice and we all go through it.
3: Yeah. I've said this before and it kind of can apply to positive thoughts and bad thoughts as well. Just apply this to it, but in thoughts instead. Whether you believe you can or can't, you're right. Right. So whether you're believing you're gonna have a good day and have positive thoughts or gonna have a bad day and bad thoughts, you're right.
0: You're gonna mm-hmm. Right. It's a choice, it's a mindset mentality that you have to build. It's so hard.
1: It is, because you have to make an active choice in everything that you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: To where I think uh, you have to make an active choice to do the positive, but you don't have to do anything to get the negative.
1: Right. It's so much easier. I mean, obviously, anybody would say it's easier to lay in bed all day than to get up and go to work or get up and go and do something productive. That's Mm -hmm. just simple.
2: Like Sunday night, I did not feel good. I I really didn't. I didn't have it in my body to get up and do something. But I said, if I stay here... I'm not going to do any better. Right. 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 I feel better when I'm praising God, when I'm I'm in church, when I'm surrounded by people that yeah. care about me and that I care for, and I want to be there. So I made it. I came. I couldn't sing very well, but I tried, I tried to talk you it out, fine. man. I tried to talk it out you because did. I wanted people to hear what that song was saying, even if I couldn't sing it. Yeah. I wanted to, them to hear the words to, to that song. You know, so there was somebody who needed to hear it too. It is hard to get up and you know stand still when, when things are coming at you and right. it's very hard to stand still.
0: Well, think about this. If you're shooting at something, what's the easiest place to hit it when it's not moving? Mm-hmm. And it's so contrary to your thought process, you know, of mm-hmm. the natural mind. If I stand still, it's gonna be I'm gonna be a sitting duck, but that's what God says I will I will take care of you. That's the mm-hmm. hardest thing to do as a person. Because obviously, you think naturally to you. What makes the most sense is normally what you do. And that just doesn't make sense.
1: Nope. I think sometimes we want to just push through too. you know, you get in the middle of a situation, you're just, I'm just going to keep on moving, get to the other side of it. But in reality, sometimes your lesson or even a blessing is in the middle of a situation that you need to be in. And nine, if you can, nine times to try out to, of 10, it is, yeah. it is within
2: your storm,
1: I guess. Well, you
3: can look say. at the the Hebrew children in the furnace. Yeah, it would have been good just to go right out, but it was better for them and for the everyone around that was witnessing what was going on for them to stay right there in the middle of it right then. Mm-hmm. Well, I seen I I preached that before at one of the men's breakfasts. I don't
0: rem- know if you remember, and how, I do remember. But it was the the Bible verse specifically says they seen him loose and walking around, and the fourth man appeared to be the son of God. Well, if they were loose and walking around, I would have walked out but they had made up in their mind that they would rather be close to jesus in the fire than free outside the fire and that's a big that's a big mentality to to gain it that is. takes a lot a lot of strength it takes a lot of prayer a lot of wisdom a lot of fasting a lot of all these things it mm-hmm. takes that to be able to stand in those moments and
3: rather be in the fire with Jesus than free outside of the fire. And and that was even what got them in the fire, too, is they were they would be more willing to go into the fire from outside, yeah. whether they met him in the fire or met him after they came through the fire, than staying out and doing what Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to do. Right.
2: But they had faith in God and they knew he was going to in their behalf.
3: Whether
0: they lived or died, God was still sovereign. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I want to talk about kind of tonight is God's sovereignty over things, his all power and reign over things, whether we believe it or not. Because in the seasons in my life that I'm in right now, I'm finding it more and more true that what God says he will do. No matter what the circumstance around you says, no matter what everything looks like, His promise is still the same as it was when you walked into this thing, as you are walking out of it, walking through it, walking to it. Anywhere you find yourself, He is sovereign in the moment. Yes, He is sovereign. He is true. And and going along with that, I've been I went down the rabbit hole of watching all these conspiracy theories on TikTok. I did. And a lot of them contradict each other about this and they contradict each other about this and contradict each other about this. And I just come to the conclusion that the only one that I can trust is God.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a pretty uh, true statement. Because I, you get down there and this guy said this about this this uh, passage in the Bible, and this one says this about the passage in the Bible. I was like, why am I watching this? Why am I not praying and saying, God, what do you say about it? What are you telling me at this moment, not with my thought in it, but all God's thoughts coming out and saying, here, this is what I meant when I said this. Anybody ever find themselves in that position? Like, okay, I can't trust anything or anyone. I can't even trust myself at this moment, but I have to trust God.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Definitely. He's the only one. can be wrong. Yeah. Well, he's the only one in this season of my life that has been true, even myself
3: to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's and, one I I saw because I was looking up some verses on that when you were talking about it, and it's Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Perfect example That's a of good that. One, yeah. So perfect. even you know, yeah, we've got these plans, we've got these thoughts, but that doesn't mean they're going to happen. No, and it doesn't mean that we're right with some of the things we decide we're going to do either. Right. But there's one that is right and it's always gonna happen. The plan of the Lord. And that's hard.
0: I've been praying here lately. I was like, I'm saying, because we always talk that it's easier to see what is supposed to happen when you get past it and you can look back. I'm praying, God, you're seeing the end. Help me through this middle portion so I can get to the end.
2: And that's okay to do. I think we all should do that. Absolutely. Because he wants us to basically talk to him like that.
0: Well, and I I feel like... Help me
2: through it. I know I'm going to get through it. I don't know when, but help me.
0: I feel like he wants me, in this point in my life, and I may be in a different place than anybody, but he wants me to put more trust into him. Less trust in what I can do, less trust in what anybody else can do for me. More trust into what He has for me and His plans for me.
2: That's where I am too. Just so you know.
0: Yeah, it's hard to take take the reins out of your hands, so to speak. You know, let your hands off the steering wheel. I guess, and just say, all right, wherever you take me, I'm following. Wherever you go, I'm going. Wherever we end up, that's where we're gonna be. But it's because of what you want and what your plan for me is. I want to take everything of me. Out of this scenario. He wants
3: us to kind of lean on his timing, on his things. Right. Why is that so stupid hard? I don't know. I found another one that fits with that too. That's why I said read <laughs> it. 1 Timothy 6.15, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the king of kings and lord of lords. He will display at the proper time. Yeah, he knows when it's right. Why Is, can't right now be
0: right?
1: <laughs> uh, as the certified control freak of the group, Bryce, I think you might need to join the club.
0: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm <just> seriously, <laughs> seriously. I, and it's not that I'm trying to control the situation because I know I don't. True, I truthfully know inside myself I don't have any control over what happens. But at this point in time, I'm like.
3: Can we just get this done? What do you need from me to where it can get done?
1: I'm sick of this. (laughs) If
3: you think about it, you can get in the car. You don't have control. You turn the key. You can't guarantee it's going to start. You put your foot down the gas pedal. There's nothing that says that nothing that you're doing is going to force the fuel pump to actually pump and get the fuel to the motor. Yeah. I mean, you're doing part of it, but there's all sorts of things outside of your control. that could stop it from actually working just because... You're putting your foot down doesn't mean you're getting anywhere. Right.
2: I'm sorry I laughed, but putting your foot down. (laughs)
0: Seriously. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, hey, you
0: know, (laughs) is anybody else having some dilemmas in their life that they just want to spill out, talk about?
1: I don't know that I'm having any real dilemmas. I feel like I'm having things that would have been dilemmas like a year ago.
0: That's a good point, too.
1: And now they're not dilemmas anymore. And I know for a fact that I'm reacting to them differently than I would have even probably six months ago, to be honest with you. Yeah. We're all on a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I guess that's, I'm not on the other side of your situation, I don't think. Right. I think I'm just a little bit further into my own journey with that. Yeah, yeah. So it does get better. I can tell you that.
0: That's one thing that's helped me out during this moment in my life. I'm looking at, I'm pinpointing this, this thing right now, wondering what's going to happen, but I'm looking, but I was like, last night I was sitting there, I was like, what about the other times? Yeah. What about all the other good times? What, what, why haven't I said, thank you? Why am I not happy about that? Like focusing on the one and not noticing the 10,000. I'm sitting here and looking at the 10,000 now trying to say, okay. That, I'm, I'm not going to let that occupy my mind at the moment. I want to praise God for what he's doing, what he's done there.
1: Absolutely. Something that really stuck with me, and it's been years since it's happened, I think, whenever old traditions first came with us and sang here, yeah. um, Karen she told a, a story or an account about her son and something they were going through, and she didn't ever go into details, but she said one day she just decided, I'm going to start praising God right now for what he's already doing in the situation and the outcome. Yeah. And I think she said it was within a week or two that it was resolved, and in her favor, it wasn't resolved in a way that it was poor. And that stuck with me so hard, and that's something that I've really been trying to focus on too, just generally, is praising God for an outcome that I know is going to be good. Yeah. whether or not it appears like it will be today or not, or whether or not the outcome looks good to me at the end, too.
0: And that, that's one thing kind of with the prayer that I've been praying. God, you see the end, so I'm praising you right now for it. Absolutely. I'm thankful right now for the end that you see, because I know that you, the Bible says the, good, the uh, steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I know that now, that I, now I know that he said in, in due time he's going to show you, and it's for the Lord Jesus Christ to do. I know these things, and... I'm just going to take them out of knowing them and put them into practice.
2: Yeah. That's all faith. Yeah. That's all faith. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't see it, but we're walking by faith.
3: And we don't, I think the hard part is getting to the point where it's okay to understand we don't need to know. We don't need all that information. Yeah.
2: That's the hard part, Mark. That we, want is. Yeah. This,
1: yeah. we want it. You know. might not Let's need go. it, Mark, but
3: so, I need it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who likes stats
3: and facts. I don't hey, Mark, need all the information. Mark,
1: we're starting with I statements from here on now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're away from the we. We're now to the I. <laughs> or the just you might you. not, Mark.
1: Some of us.
3: But I feel like there's at least three in this room <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Should say not everything. There's yeah. There's definitely things you want to know, but yeah. It's I mean, ignorance is bliss is a,
1: a super true statement. There are things if I wouldn't have known, I'd have been a whole lot happier.
3: Right.
0: Well, yeah. I'm I'm thankful too that God has I don't know maybe counted me worthy of yeah. taking on big responsibilities. And I feel. A, like, I feel like if He wants big things out of you, He's got a. There's a process that you have to go through to like train. That, yeah.
1: That's a really good perspective too
0: hard to learn. Yeah. It's hard to live. It's a lot easier to say it down here on Tuesday than it is to take it the rest of the week and it's live hard.
2: it. <laughs> mhm. I've been trying to work on that myself, just my inner self. Like I can't help anybody else if I can't help myself first. Right. Um self-care kind of thing, but spiritually self-care. Yeah. Because if I I can say things, like you said, I can say things over and over and preach it and but if I'm not living it and I'm not doing it for myself, first of all,
0: what good does it do?
2: What good is it, right? You know, so that's what I'm kind of working on as myself right now.
0: That's that's harder. I think. I think it's, it's so much easier just to tell somebody else how it works and then do it yourself. Oh yeah, because I'm in the same boat as you, Patty. I'm trying to work on not necessarily my quote unquote spiritual spirituality, but I'm trying to closer my relationship with God. On a more like less of the our father which art in heaven and more of the just sit down and talk. Or cry. Oh, I've done that or a just lot.
2: just can't do nothing but cry. I've done that.
3: Know? I've done that
0: a lot. Sometimes you
2: lately. just need that.
3: Well, like, yeah. what was I saying? When, 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 I think it was either the first or second week when we were doing that study on prayers. Like, just, you don't got to talk in the King James. You don't got to talk in Hebrew. Right. Or that, you know, talk how you talk. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, too. I've been trying to be less formal and
0: formatted, if, you know, just coming in and just saying, God, I know you know these things, but this is what's on my heart. And I feel like if I let the things off my heart, you would be more apt to take care of them. I know you know them, but it's like you want to hear them.
1: Right,
0: and it's 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 comforting, absolutely one hundred percent comforting to know that there's someone, quote unquote, on the other end of the line, listening, kind of preparing these, writing down these thoughts. Like this is what we're going to do to help you. Even though I don't know, I don't see it, I don't get to see. I just get to lay it all out there.
1: It makes me think of, and, like, obviously I don't have kids, so the uh, parents in the room can confirm. Like, I can just imagine a parent watching their kids struggle with something, whether it's, like, putting together a toy or, like, trying to cook for the first time or something, Patty, your girls, and just kind of sitting back and watching and seeing how long it's going to take them to ask for the help that you know that they need. I think that God probably looks at us like that sometimes, too.
0: And I think he looks, in the same respect with that analogy, he doesn't want to do it for you because that would prove no value to you.
1: right. But you know, or he knows, the same way a parent does, that you're going to need assistance. And it's just waiting to see how long it takes you to learn that you can't do it all on your own, too.
3: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different. Like, you could take, like, Eli, for example, is quicker to ask for help on something. And Ben is the least likely to ask for help on something.
1: Ben will put it together wrong and pretend like he knew what he was doing. I was, no, not, always,
3: not always wrong. We we, got him, we get the boys Legos a lot. Yeah. And myself included. In that. Yeah. I may have more than them, but they're all Star Wars sets, so it doesn't count. <laughs> um, and there was one, like Ben had this little booklet that came with his because you could do like a bunch of, so he sat there, he'd be like, okay, page one, build that. Okay, tear it apart. Page two, build that. Just went through building everything in the book. Yeah. Yeah. But he followed the instructions. That's true. That's a good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, you're saying Ben knew there was an instruction manual. He knew
3: there was an instruction manual and he followed it. Mark, that'll preach. (laughs) (laughs) I've already done Legos, though.
0: I've already done Legos. But with that same analogy, there are some people that are more advanced that will be able to, that are smart enough to read the instructions, you know, because sometimes I get into things and I'm like, man, what should I do? And I'm like, duh, there's this whole entire (laughs) account about this with this character that is you know right here has done the same thing been in the same boat and what am i sitting here worrying about right anyhow yeah
3: what's your thoughts been for this week mark you got anything you're going through that you want to spill out uh just working more at doing like what casey says sometimes of trying to line up our own thoughts wants, and expectations more with what God wants than ourselves. Less of me, more of Him. Yeah, that type of thing mainly. How comes
0: we're all do talking about the same stuff through our prayer life? Um,
3: confirmation.
1: For me, <laughs> I know it's because I know that I am not nearly enough for um, what's coming eventually in my life in general. Even for what's going on right now, I know for a fact that's been my biggest struggle. I'll take back what I was saying before. Yeah, my biggest struggle is feeling unworthy or incapable. So I've had to learn to rely on God to fill in the gaps that I know for sure are there.
0: It makes more sense to me that God will use somebody that has that sort of feeling. Yeah. You know, because you know that you can't rely on your own strength to do something.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And it makes you wonder sometimes why these people get up and, and do things that you know are perfectly all well capable of doing it, and they know they are too. And you're like, you wonder, is that ordained by God?
1: Yeah. That is something.
0: Because God didn't, he went through the house uh, house of Jesse and looked through every one of his sons and then went out in field and got David. Yeah. That's when he anointed, you know, because he wasn't willing, he was willing to do the work. He was willing to be the last. He was willing to be the shepherd. You know, he didn't care about these things, but he wasn't the one that looked the part, talked the part or anything like that. But
3: God still chose him and used him mightily. But he acted the part though. Right. That's the difference. The other is they looked the part. He acted the part and lived the part. That's right?
2: it. Exactly.
3: Right.
0: It I don't want
2: to look the part anymore. No.
3: No. Was it your grandpa says all the
0: time you got the talking part done? Or you can sit in a gar- garage and make car noises all you want and you're still not a car. Yeah. He says
1: a whole lot. Yeah, He does. Most he, of it's, it's pretty good. but Yeah.
3: <laughs> there's some good. There's some cliches we're going to have to adopt out of those, I'm sure. Is anybody over the acting? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm over the acting.
0: I want to be re- legitimate.
2: I keep saying I don't want fake from from other people, but I have to look in the mirror and say I don't want fake from myself. Yes. Right. It's hard, right. isn't and it? And that's sometimes. what I've been focusing on. It's so hard. I want no fake from everybody else. It's like. What
1: about me?
3: <laughs> right.
2: You it was know? so
1: funny because whenever we started something like this or even like just my own thoughts for the longest time i have been like. Christians need to be more genuine. Like, they need to be honest about what's going on in their lives. They are so phony. Not even just that, but I'm saying, like, you know, instead of just showing up on Sunday wearing your best cute clothes and doing your best and praising God, lifting your hands up, like, be real about having a bad day sometimes. People need to know that you have bad days.
3: People need to know how you get through them. Right. Yeah. That's what helps more than just saying, okay, and that's the difference too. It's not just, seeing someone okay they went through this problem i don't know how they did it but they got through it but then being willing to help someone else that's going through it through that problem as well not just getting through it and then keeping it to yourself right i feel like we're going to name this one self-evaluation i like it's probably not too bad
0: or look in the mirror because we look around you know and try to fix the all ulterior things that these little motives or the other things that are pressuring, you know, on outside sources, but we never try to come to the inside of us, right, and fix things because for whatever reason we want to fix everything else, but we can't. Right. No, there's nothing out there that we can truly honestly fix, like fix 100%. Mm-mm. But we can come in here and change things in us with the help and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the help and guidance of God the Father. With study, with prayer, with preaching, with Fasting. Fellowship, fasting. There's a lot of things that go on around us that we're like, man, I wish that was different. But why don't we just stop for a second and say, this needs to be different in me and I need to
3: change this. Harder, so much harder said, or so much harder done than said. Or maybe all these times that we point the fingers at people. We always talk about when you point your finger, you got three pointing back. Yep. How about the first, as soon as you make a statement where you're pointing the finger at somebody else, before you finish what you're saying, look at what's what's similar is going on with you because that's being pointed out three times instead of just you pointing it out to someone one time. Right. Yeah. So there's something because they talk about, you know, real recognizes real and things like that. So if you're recognizing what someone's doing wrong, you can recognize it that there's a possibility, there's a reason you can recognize it. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we need help recognizing it too, yeah. though. Yeah. I think that that's another thing that people don't realize is there are probably things in your life, myself included, at the top of, of the us, list. All of us,
3: I'm gonna say all of us probably all included, even though I'm not yeah. going I'm not trying to speak for everybody, but I probably can safely. <laughs> you speak know what I mean? There's
1: scripture for that too, and it says, "All have fallen short yeah. of glory." Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: That's not on this you know. list, but I got some other good ones. <laughs> it's
1: like you don't even realize something in your life, or something about the way that you react to things, or how you. Even your internal thought, something you never even say to somebody else. But he that, hears it. Right. It might <laughs> not be great, and you may not see anything wrong with it. I don't know who was preaching at Sunday or it was even preached Sunday, but it just came back to me in Philippians 3 um, about pressing towards the mark. And 315 is, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. I think we have to pray for revelation sometimes about the things yeah. that He wants to change in us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think in my life personally, there's some obvious things that I need to change. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot less praying. A lot. That's so. Is it? Why is it so hard to sit down and pray?
3: I don't know.
1: We think we're too busy.
3: Why is it so hard to sit
0: down?
1: Well, and I take you. Know, it doesn't
2: have to be. Distractions happen. Distractions. Because are even yeah, we let them. Mind.
3: Yeah. We let them. Distractions are only you, distractions that I feel about. I told in. my dad this the other day, and it was a
0: profound thought, but it was just something that popped in my head. And I told him, I said, Dad, because he wanted to go get away up north for a little bit at our property. And I was like, Dad, you can get away from the place, but you can't get away from your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And and where's the, the most battle? I think that's the biggest battleground that we're that we have.
2: Battlefield of the mind. Joyce Meyer. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You have it's going a, a battle. Seriously, it's it a is. battle. Yeah. You have to purposely sit down, turn everything off, zone in to, to study. You have to purposely pray. You have to purposely fast. You have to purposely do these things to gain a closer walk or a t- more tighter knit relationship with God.
3: But it's so hard to do. Well, and, here, and here's another, if you want, emphasis for why the mind part is such a big deal. You look back when Jesus was around physically on the earth. Yeah. And everyone's talking about, you know, I don't do this, I don't do that. And he said, if you've even thought it, you have done it. Right. They're so worried about, well, I didn't actually do this. Right. But they had the thought in their mind, they had it in their heart, they still had done it. Right. Even though there had been no physical representation of it yet.
2: I think that's what a lot of religious people forget. Show, yeah.
3: show how much stuff that they didn't do. Yeah. Never got to show the thoughts, though. Well, there's going to be a day when those thoughts will be seen, <laughs> right?
1: At the risk of sounding crazy, just the way my brain works. Say it. I'm, oh, I planned on it. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do, do I look like
1: I worry about when I sound no, crazy? I, I I hope this makes sense to somebody. But like, I think the reason why sometimes the mind is the hardest battlefield is you don't realize that you're just as in control of your mind as you are anything else you know, your mind is you, what you think is you, but you have, once you realize that you have authority over it, then I think it becomes easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thought on that. I think it's a battleground for a reason because there's an opponent. Yeah. 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 And that's, and and the reason that that's an opponent is we, I just got done doing a motorcycle training course and I was watching the road in front of me. Because they had little cones set out, and you were driving through them like this, and then you went around a curve. You know, it was just one of the exercise, and the instructor is like, "Hey, you're looking at the ground. Pick up." And you get to the corner, and you you're not looking at the road in front of you. You're, you're looking down the way, which didn't make a lot of sense to me until I did it. He said, "Wherever your head goes, is where you go." Mm-hmm. Wherever your mind goes is where you're gonna go, and what you're gonna think, and what you're gonna do. That is the control panel or the controlling unit of your body. Right. That's I. Thank you for the revelation on that, Jesus, Holy Spirit. You know, because yes. where this goes is where everything goes. Everything follows. When I started turning that corner and I was looking to the left, going around the left curve, I didn't hit a cone. I didn't veer off the path. I was completely going that way because where this went, the, my head speaking, because you can't see me pointing at it, where my head went, everything else followed, motorcycle included. Yep. And I think that's why it's such a
3: huge battleground because it determines where you're going. Well, look at um, where society and where the devil is attacking currently right now in society It's all upstairs. It's all in the mind. It's all the I think, I feel, I'm this, I'm that. Right. He's not attacking the physical stuff. Right. That comes after. He's attacking from the inside. Well,
0: and he's he's attacking, I feel like, younger people because they're more impressionable and don't have a solid foundation of what they think and what they know.
1: Right now, with young people in general, we are at the highest levels we've ever been with mental health issues, you know, depression, anxiety, things like that. The highest levels with other issues of the mind that we all can pretty well infer what we're talking about. But, yeah. I say I
3: consider all those to be mental illnesses. Well,
1: yeah. We're just not yeah. trying to push anybody away if they're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But... um. I really think I agree with you. Kids don't know. Kids don't have that experience know that they have authority over it. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you're experiencing depression or whatever, that you shouldn't go to your doctor and try to get assistance for it. Because I firmly believe that God put all knowledge in man's mind, including that, to give you whatever medication right. that you need. But at the same time, taking authority and realizing that it doesn't have to be this way. and
0: doesn't thinking not
1: have to control you. Right. And, and
0: thinking, too, that he created the mind. He can surely calm it. Absolutely.
1: You know, people just, I think they get hopeless in a lot of situations. What
0: is there to hope for out there? And my, just a question to you.
1: Exactly. Anything
0: that you can think of, Mark, out in the world, what is there to hope for outside of Jesus Christ? There is nothing I can think of.
1: There is nothing. You know,
0: you see, they look around and they're like, well, he made a lot of money, but he's dead now. Yeah. And he has nothing now.
2: Did he take it with him? No.
0: No. Nope. Someone else is mowing the grass. Someone else is driving the car. Someone else is spending the money. You know, there's no hope right, outside of Jesus Christ. And I feel like if Satan has to push these people away from that, I don't feel like I know that this is this has to be a fact. If he pushes them away from that hope, he's got them. If he
3: gets them young. Absolutely. I've been thinking along that line some, too. And also my what's been coming to my mind is... You can't affirm how someone feels by confirming they have something wrong with them to start with. You can't use what you're saying is a problem to say, well, this is what you need to do. It, you, you need if there's a problem, you need to address the problem, not just use it to push something else that you're trying to convince right. them
0: of. You need to get down to the base of the problem. Exactly. And the base of and all that can of, cover anything. The That's, base
3: all sorts of.
0: The base of all the problems that I see is no roots, no grounding in Jesus yeah. Christ.
2: That's the main one. Like, <laughs>
3: like even what I did my sermon one time um, when we always pr- talk about when Peter walked in the water, right. and it talk about how when Jesus calmed the storm and all that, before he calmed the waves, because the waves were just the representation of what the wind was causing. He stopped the wind and then calmed the waves. He he dealt with the the root of the problem first right, and then settled down everything else out from
0: that. I was just thinking about that because you can't see wind. You can only see the effects of wind. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't see what Satan's doing, but you can see the effects of what he's doing around you to uh, derail where you're going or kind of throw you off or throw a wrench in the plans of what you got.
3: All you can see is the effects of what he's doing. Just like with physical ailments, you know, when you go to a doctor, they give you medication or something that treats something. Like maybe it's a chronic headache. You can't see; you can feel the headache. You can get the physical representation of it, but maybe there is something, a blood clot or something that you can't see. They have right. to get rid of that, and when that's gone, the headaches go away. Right. So there's all sorts of things. Like I mean, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, there's all sorts of things. You, if you don't take out the root of it. You're always going to be dealing with the effects. Here's the thing, too, that I just thought about that when you were talking. I don't want the pain
0: dulled anymore. I want no. the problem gone. Because you can dull a headache down enough to where you can sit there with a brain tumor and die. Yeah. Or, an, or a brain aneurysm and die. You can dull it down enough to where you don't feel it and you just go past easily, you know, and you just, one day you die. Yeah, But I want the root of the problem taken care of.
3: I don't want it dull anymore.
1: That's good. Yeah. Agreed.
3: Because it spreads, too. It gets worse. Absolutely. Was it... I think you've taught a couple times on Esther and... Mordecai. Mordecai and Haman. Yeah. And someone else taught on it, and I know I've taught on it. It started with King Saul and Agag. Yep. Because they didn't deal with the root of it there. Later on, Esther and Mordecai had to deal with it. And it was much worse instead of it being... The king in charge of people. they'd killed everybody else, all they had left was the king and a couple of the counselors. Right. And they, they kept them. So they had, you know, only a handful of people to get rid of. And by that time, now they had millions of people they had to deal with. And they had one guy at the head of it that they had to deal with.
0: Right. And it was a direct descendant of the problem that could have been solved. Exactly. That's one thing that is. A lesson for me. God go and take care of it at the root. Yep. Cut it clean out. I know it'll hurt a little bit, but when it when it scabs up and starts healing up, I'll be good.
2: Right. Well, that's even when you go to a therapist, they have to get to the root of the problem. Right. Cause you go to see them, well, I have this wrong. This is going on. Well, what got you there? What what's the real cause of your problem? Right. That's exactly what you're saying there is a cause to everything and we have to nip it in the bud right away before it grows bigger and bigger to make it make a destroys big us.
3: yes you know. and I, I you know I'm big on saying that you always have the spiritual things that cause those physical representations that we can see later on whether it's illness or whether it's problems with between people. it doesn't even have to be you know a headache. it could be problems between family members between friends right there's still a, there's still a source and attack behind it right the satan our adversary
0: wants nothing less to see us destroyed and against each other that's true willing to do anything it takes to do that he knows what's the best route for you mm-hmm. he's got nothing to lose he's already got his he's already lost <laughs> yeah he's already done he's already judged he's
3: already Seth. he's just time ticking It's not going to be any easier on him if he gets 10 million more people or if he doesn't get 10 more. He's got the same punishment he's getting no matter how many people go with him. So he's not making his eternity any easier. He's just trying to hurt yours. Exactly. Think about that. Think about that. That's
0: powerful. He's not going to settle his eternity. He just wants to ruin yours. His is set.
1: Yeah. It's like somebody who has a bad day and has to go out and make everybody else pay for it.
0: Make everybody else's day worse. Someone that's already going out.
1: What you just said a minute ago, Bryce, is I think something really important for people to understand and to be aware of, be consciously aware of it, is that the people in your life that you find yourself at odds with or like fighting with, for lack of better terms, whether it be physically or otherwise, right? it's most of the time, you don't actually have an issue with that person. No. But it's the enemy taking what he knows is a weakness of yours, whether that be anger or if you feel incompetent in something and you're aggravated at them because they are right using that to the advantage to try to pull you apart because there's strength and unity in numbers in the Bible. It says um, when two or more touch, it puts so many to flight. And I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. If
0: two uh, touch a thousand, if more touch 10,000.
1: Right. So trying to separate us from each other is one of the biggest (laughs) tactics that he has available.
3: Yeah. And here's the other thing. He's maybe not using them as his tool. Maybe they're doing nothing wrong. They're saying nothing wrong. But he's got your mind to play with, too, to make it so right. you're taking what they're saying is wrong. So it's not even always them that you have odds with that's the issue. It could be how you're perceiving what's said. You know, just take a step back. Take a breather. Think about what was said. Think about the situation and look at it as, okay, how would I approach this biblically? Yeah. Because is it is it just my thought that if I'm just think, taking this wrong? Or is it actually what's being said that's wrong? Here's a good tip that I had to do. When you have aught with a brother,
0: take it up with a brother. Make a phone call if you got to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and see if what you were thinking was right. Most of the time you're wrong. Yeah. It's just a a deceived, uh, twisted, skewed type thing that you're thinking that Satan's totally behind.
3: So uh, (laughs) we were thinking about the verses that go with this about how... It's not always the actual people that are the problem. It can be how we perceive it. Right. Because we want to assume when whenever we have a feeling where someone's done us wrong, right? whether or not they actually have, or they said something that, you know, Bryce didn't like my beard. Right. You know, he said <laughs> something that hurt my feelings, but maybe he wasn't actually trying to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. It could be how I do it. It's be, we got to realize... And the verse we found was Ephesians six twelve, says, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, so we're not fighting each other, right? But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So even if it's not the actual conversation or action from our friends that are hurting us, all he's got to do is twist our mind to make us feel like." Right. Yes, to make us believe that what they're doing is actually hurting us.
0: Right. And that's one thing that I would like to say to somebody if you're like arguing, it's like, listen, this isn't between me and you. There's something driving something between us that's higher than us, that's sitting there watching us squall and just have a, they're having a good time watching us hate each other. They're loving That's it.
2: That's what he tries to do. He tries to divide.
0: Absolutely. He comes
2: in what does he do? Try to divide the church, try yep. to divide the home, yep. try to divide the marriages, try to divide the mother against the daughter, the son and, against and the father, you know. He always tries to divide. That's his trick.
0: And looking at the communities that quote unquote come together, it feel it, it makes me feel in my heart that what what God is doing is right because he wants to bring it together, and the enemy tries to separate it. But the stuff that you know that you know in your heart that is wrong, he's letting them come in numbers, masses.
1: Absolutely, there needs to be some division elsewhere, and some people need to get their spiritual get-along shirts on. Yep. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. that
3: spiritual get-along. Shirt. That's going to oh, end up. We got to have
2: a shirt that I, says that. You know, I, so I, I got
3: the group email. But the next things I'm starting, I'm going to get us a website going, and yep. I got some shirts and things to design can for make us. make shirts, so.
1: We just yep. need a five xl spiritual <laughs> get along shirt for people. Yeah. Spiritual <laughs> get
3: along. It's gonna have two necks. So that when you have like when you have a problem like didn't you and Riley or yep. or you and that Riley and Gibby sweater. that double sweater? Yep. Yeah. So whenever you guys are not getting along, you put on the spiritual get get along together t shirt.
1: Yeah, but And you it,
3: can't take it off until you get along.
1: All yeah. jokes aside, isn't it refreshing to know that? Basically, everything we come up against has already been outlined for us yeah. in the instruction manual, like we were saying the, earlier. Patty
0: said yes. earlier, when we were paused for a second, she said that the tactics never change. And yeah. it's never so changes. true. The the way that it comes to you might be different, but you know, all he's trying to do is kill, steal, or destroy. That's the one that he, uh, that's a, the three things that he does.
2: Imagine that. Three things. Three,
1: Only
0: three. things. And what do we got?
2: Imagine that. Father, Father the, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Goes, yes.
0: All of them. We got. There's all these tactics gone, and the Bible says he walks around as as a roaring lion, seeking whom he made to de- mm-hmm. devour. Yeah, he he he's roaring, but he don't get to devour you unless you allow him to. That's yeah. It. He ain't got no teeth unless you let him. He doesn't well, he doesn't uh, he doesn't get to devour you. He doesn't get to devour your relationship. He doesn't get to devour your your workplace. He doesn't get to devour your home, your family, all these things. He doesn't get to
2: devour them unless you allow it.
1: Absolutely. He has no authority in anything except for what he's allowed. That's yeah. why
2: our walk is important. Because it doesn't only
1: affect us, it affects it our family everybody. and everybody around us. Absolutely. Everybody attached to you. Yes. That's outlined in the Bible so many times.
3: Right. And you notice that all starts up in the mind because mm-hmm. you have to decide it's not going to happen. Where it goes, you'll go. Exactly. Choose the day who you will serve. Absolutely. Choose. Joshua Amen. 24, 15. As for me and my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Whether you serve the gods or
0: who were before the flood of your fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, with that, we're just going to go go along and say we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for stopping by. We had a blast doing this. Um, we kind of blasted it out super fast, but it all just came right to mind, and we just thank God for giving us the thoughts and yeah. the knowledge yes. of these Amen. things because Amen.
3: without him, we're nothing. That's right. I just want to, before we get out there, just, again, what I said at the beginning, you know, hey, if you guys got something that you want to know, something that you would like to hear us talk about, anything. That email is open. Yep. I know, Casey, we got the thing she plays at the end where it talks about to go on Facebook and Messenger. But now we have this email. It's uh, the preach at googlegroups.com. Just reach out. We'll we'll respond. We'll do our best
0: to answer the questions
3: that you have for us. And with that, we're going to
0: say love you. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.